Good day, everybody. We are GFBS, Grand Forks Best Source. Thanks for joining us today. It's time for your Wednesday interview from the Grand Forks Best Source Studios. Today, we are soon to be joined by Aaron Stefanich and Tanya Palmer of the Grand Forks Public Library, here to discuss the renovations to the Children's Wing and all the latest current and future events happening at the Grand Forks Public Library, and so much more. If you have questions for Aaron or Tanya, please ask them either in the live stream chat on the GFBS channels on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, or call or text in your questions or comments, 701-213-0863. That number once again, 701-213-0863. And today's show is brought to you by the River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill. We want you to make them your next dinner and a movie destination. They're both located inside the River Mall in East Grand Forks. Some of this week's featured attractions are Scream 6, rated R, Champions, rated PG-13, Creed 3, rated PG-13. And for a complete listings of all the latest movies and showtimes, make sure to check out their website, rivercinema15.com. Don't forget about a couple of their awesome specials going on every week. Tuesday is $5 movies all day long. And on today and tomorrow, Wednesday and Thursday, every day, every Wednesday and Thursday, $5.50 senior matinee special. Now, the River Cinema 15 has multiple theaters with luxury recliners. You can see in the video behind me, expanded concessions that now serve adult beverages. And it's family owned and operated by the company that also runs the Grand Theater in Crookston. And for their showtimes, you can check out morefamilytheaters.com. All right, big shout out to the River Cinema 15 and the Shire. All right, so um, Aaron, Tanya, uh, you know, kind of like last time we had, I think you know, know our little kickoff routine. Uh, we love to kick off the show with a joke. So um, we'll see how it race. And like last time, I, I, I'm keeping a library and book theme. So one of them. Uh, I, I got feelings a bit of a groaner, but I think that one of them is a little bit on the clever side. So let's see how you how you agree or disagree. So, what do librarians take fishing? I think that could be an easy one. Maybe no. Nope. Oh. Bookworms. Huh. <laughs> yes. No, we should have known that. We should have known that. Good. One. All right. All right. How about this other one? What did the library book say after their friend noticed they got? Thinner. I got my appendix removed. <laughs> maybe, maybe a clap, maybe or no. Or <laughs> All right. All right. So I think this is almost like a ritual, like twice a year thing we got going on here. I want to give a big welcome to Aaron Stefanich, the children's librarian, the Grand Forks Public Library. Welcome. Hello. And then we also got Tanya Palmer here, information supervisor at the Grand Forks Public Library. Hello. All right, so thank you guys again for joining us on, and you know we had you on past this past October, and uh, and then we're with you guys again in March, just kind of going over, just kind of live on location, and did a lot of good footage of showing all the newest renovations. And I highly recommend people check out those two interviews from last year we did with you guys for to see all the latest renovations, find out so much going on. We're going to touch on a lot of the new stuff, latest events and happenings and renovations going on in the children's wing today. Um, for the people maybe tuning in for the first time, I, I, I know I, I asked you guys last time, but maybe just a quick recap on, 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 your, on your background and what, and what you do at the Grand Forks Public Library. We'll start it off with you, Tanya. Uh, I am the Information Services Supervisor. Uh, I've been at the library for about 18 years, and I've been in a variety of positions there. All right. Aaron? Um, I'm the Children's Librarian at the Grand Forks Public Library, and I've been there for around 13 years. 
13 years. Wow. So such, I, I know I mentioned it last time, I, but still that just to have that length and tenure and just, and to have, I, I can only imagine the amount of relationships you must have formed besides with your peers and the, there's just many regular uh, patrons that come to the library over the years, right? Oh, absolutely. You get to, to know people. And I know that Aaron um, probably gets to see kids grow up. <laughs> yeah, it's, I guess. Yeah, that's a good point, huh? Yeah, some of the some of the kids that were children when I started the job are now adults, and it uh, makes me feel old sometimes. <laughs> but what, uh, what would you say is the uh, the the biggest the most when you started? Did you have uh, like uh, any kids that were there from like your first year there that are still there today? Um, well, there's there's kids I see when you know when I would go to Red River High School or or even UND sometimes, and and I'll run into them at, at functions and. And talk to them, and it, uh, you know, and they tell how much they love the library, and you know, and, and the programs we had, and it's it's always good to to run into people when they're kids, and oftentimes they recognize me, but it takes me a while to. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, I, I can really I can be the same way. I'm like you know, meet so many people over the years that all of a sudden you just you know I'm I'm, I'm getting there too, where it's like okay, wait a second, it starts with the C maybe or. Uh... Uh, well, they, they, their appearance changes too. I mean, from when they're little kids to when they're adults, it's it's often. You know, oh, this one has glasses now. That yeah, one has a beard, yeah, and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, you know, you know what kind of crossed my mind too for a nice like just kind of opening uh, talking point is I'm trying to get better nowadays. Get so busier now with so many things going on. I'm kind of curious. How much time a week do you guys spend reading on average, and what what are maybe some tricks you do to like carve out time to read? Do you have like a certain routine down? It's like no Wednesday nights reading night, or a couple days a week, or so like that, or maybe recommendations for help helping people to carve out reading time. I know I struggle for that. I'm starting the last couple months. Friday is my big reading day. I, I carve out a nice two to three hour block in the afternoon. And that's my big reading day of the week. How about uh, Tanya? How about for you? Um, I sacrifice sleep. Sacrifice sleep, yes. <laughs> I don't recommend it, actually. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes uh, I just need to read more than I need to sleep. <laughs> I, I have to do that sometimes, too. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm working on a project at home, or I'm just like, okay, uh, all right, one, we'll stay up one more hour. <laughs> Look at clock two hours later, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> How about for you, Aaron? Well, you know, I, I still have young kids at home, and, and they recommend that you read 20 minutes a day, Um and so we, we try to stick to that. We try to, you know, have a time every day where we carve at least 20 minutes to read. And so just to get that routine. And, you know, some days it's longer, some days you miss. But just to have it become practice, then it makes it easier. In 20 minutes, really, you know, you can carve aside 20 minutes a day. So that's, that's what we do. Then I guess when you probably just get the routine down, it just becomes almost like muscle memory. Yeah, yeah. And, and then and that gets the kids to become readers too if you do it consistently over time so um that would be my recommendation just try to carve out 20 minutes a day i I know the problem for me is i I think for a while i was i was i used to be a lot better at it was uh you know reading before going to bed and but then all of a sudden i found on more more recent years i would like fall asleep within minutes so i couldn't make it to like the five minute mark of 20 minutes i'd be like i'll read a chapter before going to bed but no within like 
for some reason, you know, even if I like had like a coffee or a soda like an hour before, for some reason, I think like the book or something, my brain's telling me time for bed. (laughs) It it depends on the book you're reading too. Some books put me right to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, I agree. I agree. Um, So, you know, kind of like when we had you guys on last October here, I was thinking, you know, we could follow up on some of the events that we were previewing last time you were on, see how they turned out. And uh, so I was figuring we could start off here with... uh, uh, I, I noticed. Uh, I know one of the things we touched on that you guys were looking forward to preview on October was you had the holiday craft series in November. Uh, do you recall how that went? I mean, if I remember, you know, the patrons could have picked up supplies right at the library, right? Yes. So we did a combination of you know you could come in and do the craft, or you could take home the supplies to do it. And uh, so, and it, we were trying to fit in you know around everyone's schedule, and you know. And sometimes it's a matter of providing supplies, and and people are fine with that as long as they can, you know, get everything they need to do it. They can just do it whenever. Some people like the more social aspect, and that's why we have the in-person programming. And that's got to help too. I know maybe for some it could be a little hurdle. I'm like, oh, I got to go to the art store and buy buy some stuff. But when you have a nice a nice kit to start people off with, that's got to get over that one little hurdle. <laughs> yep, yep. And then you know sometimes you know. It, it is hard to get even just the little things. So we try, try to provide that. Or sometimes it's just the instructions or, or where do I start? So that's what we're trying to provide. And was it a pretty good turnout then for, for the holiday uh, art and crafts there? Uh, yes, it was pretty good. Uh, so I actually don't remember the details, mm-hmm. but uh, no. we. I guess we, it was a little farther back now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, once, once our programming is done, I'm already thinking of the future. So it's like, okay, that's already done. It was a success. You know, I don't have to worry about that right now. Let me think about this other thing. Um, but no, it. I'm it guilty. I could well. be the same way too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But no, uh, the holiday craft series is an annual thing um, that we've done it like I think three times now, and obviously we'll be bringing it back in November. And you know, we're thinking ahead already, and how can we change it up? What kinds of things can we offer? So yeah, and we're always open to suggestions. So if if there's a you know something that people want to see us offer, I mean. The answer might be no, depending on the cost. But we, if we know you're interested, you know, maybe we can figure something out around that. Now, we're, we're going to be covering a ton of events and upcoming events, too. I'll probably make sure to mention that a couple of times throughout the interview. Uh, if people want to find out more information and all the stuff we're covering, make sure to go to your – probably want to double-check me make sure I got this right. The website for the Grand Forks Public Library is gflibrary.com. That is correct. And then for Facebook, it's at gfpubliclibrary. Yes. All right. So I'll make sure to give that a couple more times, get that muscle memory down, and we, I'll have it in the show notes too. So, so again, that's where I, I did a lot of my research. You can find all the activities and events going on at the Grand Forks Public Library on, online or on Facebook. Now, I know one big thing we talked about in the, that you guys we were previewing uh, last October, the big Halloween stacks party. I saw I had DJ dance party, carnival games, scavenger hunt. Now, I think I remember seeing some photos from, from the Facebook because I think that was just a few weeks after we wrapped up it if i remember i want to say i thought i heard it was a good turnout right oh yes, yes. Uh, so it's the second year that we actually had it during open hours um, previously haunted stacks took place after hours so we transitioned it to being during the day and uh it, it exploded i mean the thing is it was always bigger than we expected from the beginning so but to see that kind of 
you know, next level explosion being during open hours, it was really good to see. So, uh, but we have um, a really good uh, relationship with the DJ. Um, I'll put out a little plug for him, DJL uh, Patrick. Uh, um, D DJL Entertainment. His name is Patrick. Um, he actually volunteers his time for Haunted Stacks, and we have um, uh, paid for him to come into other events just because he has such a good relationship with us at the library. Um, but yeah, he he always uh, bumps up our our um, events when he comes. He's he's got such great energy. Make sure you guys get priority. <laughs> what, what, what guy? That's awesome. Well, I mean. I mean Halloween too. Seeing kids take in the Halloween spirit, there's just something special about it. I know for GFBS here in the mall, they did like a trunk or treat event leading up to Halloween, and just seeing we had like we had a little disco ball and, and music going, and just seeing kids just take it all up. And uh, you know, one thing I'm seeing kids, it's not as trendy as it used to be. Uh, I guess you know, maybe growing up for for all of us was. Uh, Pillowcases. I think that's the the secret pro tip to get as much candy as you can. Instead of all the kids are all about the little pails. I think we I, I counted like maybe only four or five pillowcases for the few hundred uh, trick or treaters we had. Uh, did you did you see the, any pillowcases for on your end? <laughs> uh, no, but we you know we weren't really handing out that much candy. Uh, I mean, we we tried to make sure we had enough point, for everyone, yes. but. <laughs> A little bucket would have been fine. Yeah. We, oh. we had a lot of crafts, too. That, that I mean, we, we focused, I think, more on the crafts than the candy. Yeah. For yeah. We're, we're, we we want activities. You know, we don't want just people to come in and walk around and go out. We want them to come in and have fun. Yeah. yeah it's, it's one of our most popular events every year. We always have it the Saturday before Halloween. We're already planning for this year, so the, the Saturday before Halloween, you know, we'll, we'll have it again. Mm-hmm. That's good. It sounded like it was, uh, uh, but I guess pardon the alliteration, but a spooky success for the kiddos, right? Yeah, Absolutely. It was, it was fun. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, now, I, I know a couple other ones here, too. I, I'm kind of curious how it wrapped, uh, how it went. I know we talked about last fall how the reading programs you guys do are some of your biggest... Uh, you get some of your most participation. Uh, winter reading program, how, how did that wind up going? If I remember from our preview, besides reading, you had a lot of activities going on and like milestones uh, p- participants can reach too to get prizes and whatnot. Yeah, the, the winter reading program just wrapped up. Um, we, we had it in, uh, we always start the first day of winter, December uh, 21st, and, and then it, we have it in January, February. Um, every uh, Saturday, we had a, a craft noon program. And we had UND student athletes would volunteer for that, and um, and so we, we had that was the the programs we did, and then we have an online component where people they do challenges, and every challenge they complete is another ticket into the prize drawing. Um, we had our uh, our final party; it was a pajama party, and we had the DJ there again. And, oh, nice! And, uh, that was really fun, and that was uh, the first uh, uh, Saturday in March. Yeah, March fourth, and. And that was that was really fun, and you know, and I just it was a good end of our winter reading party. I wish winter would follow suit and end, but yes, well, we're getting this extended last blast yeah, of it because yeah. I, I even think what was it a few days ago was the first official day of spring, right? Yes, yeah. yes. But every year we partner with the University of North Dakota Athletics Department, and they they provide you know the volunteers, and and they enjoy coming and working with the community. It's a great volunteer experience for them, and. Good, good way for them to get out in the community, and and, and it's good for the the families too to come in and, and interact with the student athletes, and um, it's just it's a nice program to help winter go by, and you know a lot of the activities are, our theme this year was cozy, so the, a lot of the activities were to you know make you feel warm and cozy while you're doing the activities, so. 
I'd say that was very timely for, for how this winter went because, yeah, it was – I imagine must get a sense of camaraderie with all the participants, you know, doing that for, like, was it two, three months or so about by the time it wrapped up? Maybe a maybe a little, a little sadness for that last get-together by the time everything wrapped up or maybe a lot of people returning for the upcoming summer reading program? Well, I, I always am happy when – it's the end of the winter reading program. That's a milestone that winter's ending. So, yes. But uh, I, I, I will admit it's, you know, I don't, I'm not a huge fan when it's super cold and a lot of snow. But, um, but yeah, it's a, we have a lot of the same people that, that join the summer reading and winter reading program. They are a lot of, the winter reading program focuses more on the challenges, whereas the summer reading program focuses more on the, the reading challenges. So, um, so they're a little different, and plus we have a lot more prizes and a lot more participation in the summer. But you know, the, we had we had some nice uh, sponsors that donated uh, prizes um, for the winter reading program. Um, I know Deeks Pizza and um, I think Happy Camper. Happy Camper. Um, um, I, I know them parked outside the library a couple of times yeah. the last couple of months. That's a very cool ad- addition to have out there. I know. I think there was one cold winter day I was going there for a, a book club meeting. And I'm like, all right, I have to take up uh, take up on this and get a hot chocolate. And it was just hit the spot. They, they, are they pretty frequent they, for for uh, on the outside vendor, or maybe just every once in a while? Uh, no. Uh, so we we like gave it a try, see mm-hmm. how it goes. I think it went really well. Um, but it, it it's something that we want to do again in the future. No firm plans right now, though. Oh yeah, right on. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, coffee and books go well together. Hot chocolate and books. Uh, yeah, oh, for yeah. sure. I cannot agree more. So. I see for other upcoming events coming up here, uh, March 26th from 2 to 3 p.m. is Engineering Day. Yep. that's Every month we have a a STEM at my library program in partnership with the University of North Dakota and the Dakota Science Center. Um, For Engineering Day, we're going to have the UND's chemical engineering departments going to provide three experiments. Um, Engineers Without Borders and and the Society of Women Here in the Society of Women Engineers also are a couple of groups that are going to be there providing activities. Um, and the Dakota Science Center also plans some activities. It's all going to be focused on teaching about engineering. It's it's a family program, um, and so it's you know it's a great way to come and learn more about uh, engineering concepts. And um, yeah, every month we we have it always on a Sunday at two. Um, lasts for an hour, and uh, it's always a different focus. So it might be this month will be engineering, and another month will be chemistry, another month will be astrophysics. So uh, I think next month um, will be uh, citizen science. So it'll be learning about you know different citizen science things that people can do on their own to learn about science by just observing the weather or, or whatnot or little things they can keep track of so and then you know if there's parents listening about this too and if they heard, heard their kids or just gauging by like their social media or youtube or tv show interests they think this could be maybe a potential next step for a career aspiration that's a, be, yep. be a cool opportunity for them to check out yeah it's, it's it's just providing the opportunity for them to you know learn uh something about a a new subject, basically. So, um, and it's great that we have that partnership with the University of North Dakota, so they can bring in the, the experts and um, be there to answer any questions people have. Now, I see coming up uh, in about just under a, a couple weeks here, April six, it will see the second annual mini art show at the Grand Forks Public Library, and 
this has got to be a great way for just community members of the Grand Cities to get involved to contribute their own creations, right? Yes, absolutely. This is actually put on by the Friends of the Library Group, um, and last year they had a you know really good response, and they wanted to do it again this year. Uh, and as usual, the art kits went really fast. They're actually putting more out this weekend, so if you missed out, you can stop by on Saturday and uh, get in on that second wave. And what happens is um, you create your art, you bring it back to the library, and then uh, they're going to be putting it up on the walls on our uh, kind of art, art gallery on the balcony, and the community will get a chance to, to see it. It's, it's is it just really kids, or is it like all ages? Oh my gosh, or? all ages. Yep. It's for everyone. Perfect. And also, if you're not an artist, please participate. <laughs> hey, that, now, now, you're, now you got me, go, got me interested here. Uh, no, I think I did one art I did two art classes. I had one, I think, in middle school, and I did one in college, just like a basic drawing class. I, I love, I love sketching. I actually just picked up my first sketch pad a couple of weeks ago for the first time in many years. So, can, can it, does it have to be what people pick up in the art kits, or if people just want to submit their own, or do you have any recommendations? You can uh, do your own. It, it does need to be on the four by four little canvas. Okay. Um, so that that the size is really the only requirement. Okay. So four by four. Perfect. So, and then is a, a deadline to submit their uh, submissions by? Um, off the top of my head, I think it's April 4th. April 4th? Um, and I apologize if that's wrong. I don't have the information in front of me. Oh, well, I did see April 6th, though, for the, for the date, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I, I believe it's at least uh, two days before we need to have all of the submissions. And you do get your art back. You know, if, if you uh, put your name and contact information on your canvas, you, you'll definitely get it back. Um, otherwise, uh, you know... It, See if we can find another home for it. Well, I know we got uh, producer Paul in the in the, in the b- behind the board back there. He's a big time artist. So there you go, Paul. I got some submissions to get bring in there. <laughs> but uh, no, no, that that is so cool. And I saw too in the in some of the research I saw, like you guys will have like live string quartet music there, right? It's- oh, we did in the past, the last year when we had our kind of our art show. So. Very cool. I mean, can't go wrong having awesome music and just seeing local art. Great combination. Now, um, we, we kind of talked about already how the winter reading program wrapped up, and you mentioned earlier, you know, summer reading is just as big. Any early uh, planning phases you can share what you guys got lined up, or is it a little too early to go into the details? Well, we can tell you that the summer reading kickoff party will be on Saturday, June 3rd from 2 to 4 p.m., and that will also be the grand opening of the renovated children's department so we're all right we'll get a crowd clap for that yeah uh, that's going to be a really really fun day I, i'm really excited for it um it's we're going to have a lot of activities a lot of our community partners will be there um but it'll be you know we'll, we'll be giving out our our goodie bags for the people that join the program we're already working on our lego creation that we'll be handing out um every year we we have a we put together a little Lego kit for about maybe 20 pieces, and um, and then people get that when they join the program. It's a nice little, uh, I guess. In, in well, especially considering the price of Legos. Yeah. I mean, even even 20 pieces you go to you see at, at retail stores, just like even like those smaller size Lego kits are like 10 bucks or so. So yeah. to get that with it, that's a uh, a super bargain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We get them. We try to price them for around a dollar each. You know, we we uh, have a online creation and we we try to get it so it comes around a dollar each but it, we always get nice little you know little creations that they can make we're trying to tie it in with our um kind of the theme of the 
uh, children's apartment remodel. So I, I won't say any more than that. Oh no, yep. But uh, yeah, still then, a little ways out. But uh, yeah, but uh, so that that's a kickoff, and then we're we'll have our our weekly programs at two p.m. that are you know for the children. Some of them will be joint programs that are for all ages. Um, any details on those you'd like to elaborate a little bit more on for those two p.m. programs? Yeah, um, the first one is going to be an art day on um, that first uh, Thursday. I, it's uh, I can't remember the date. I want to, but it's I'll look it up quick. But oh yeah, it's no problem. Yeah, it's yeah, but yeah, we're we're going to have uh, art day, an exercise day. Uh, there's a, a a comedy group called Touch of Magic that'll be here. That'll the same time as summer thing. We always partner with the park district to bring them in. Um, Misty Coop will have a performance. Michael Gallo's Imagination Theater. Um, magician. Oh, I think Cole. I. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry to interject, but Misty Coop, I, she is a fantastic performer. I believe she was interviewed uh, on GFBS here a year or so back. I believe she was like the lead singer of the Empire for like their I want to say their Christmas show, and yeah, she put on a tremendous performance. She is top notch. Yeah, she's great. Um, we had her last year, and she did wonderful job. And we're happy to have her again. Um, Magician Jeffrey Salveson will be there, and, and after his performance, he'll tie balloons for the kids. That'll be the last week of July, and then, um, and then the first Thursday in August is our our final party, and that'll be, be at two p.m. and um, the the art day will be uh, June eighth. Yep. So June first, school is still in session, so we won't have a program that day. But uh, but our, our kickoff parties that Saturday after school is out and then after that our, our bigger programs are on Thursdays at 2 but we'll have other programs too um, you know we'll have our big program we do is a we do robotics we do robotics it's Lego robotics um, it's range of 6 to 10 um, last year our classes filled up within hours and we had like 40 spots so this year we're we're going to have it every week and we're going to get as many people as we can in there so um Hopefully we can get everyone that wants to join. And everything's free to join. It's great experiences for the kids. Um, and, just, and just a great way to get get out of the house yeah. and just, just pick up new hobbies, new activities, new interests. And, and I think we mentioned this last fall too, but you know, it could lead to bigger and better things down the line yeah. for, for parents. You know, you're not just dropping them off to get them, off, get, get them off out of the house for a bit. They could actually learn valuable things that could be huge for them in the future. Yeah, well, we talked before about kids that are now adults and and. You know, at the last robotics tournament I was at, I had a student at UND, and he was thanking me for the experience of being on a robotics team. And was like, this is what, you know, got me to thinking I want to be an engineer. And he was at the engineering student at UND. So, um, wow. hey, well, that I think that's like worthy of yeah more applause because I can only imagine how just gratifying and just just what just that you had that much of a profound impact on a on a kid for their future. Uh, it's I love this job. It's it's great to. It's really fun. I, I mean, the summer's my favorite time because that's when we have the most traffic. That's when we see the most people. We we do the most programs in June and July. It's our busiest time. Um, you know, we, we're going to have Astro Camp again. Um, we'll have one for ages six to eight, ages nine to twelve. Our, we'll continue with Lego Club where we just have kids build with Legos. Um, we have a chess club that meets on Sundays where the kids get together and you know they learn about chess or they are they just play against other people and become better players. Um, I mean, chess club, I mean, a lot of people are just can easily go, oh, chess, you know, what's, what's the big deal about chess? But, you know, meeting a bunch of players, I can only imagine must get pretty competitive and then just kind of like you, you form relationships and be like, hey, new, 
new chess new chess buddies where to play regular to play i know i have like a, a brother that loves chess we kind of fell the habit of playing and so just to find a regular routine people to play with on a uh, weekly uh, weekly or they they meet every other sunday twice a month right now and and und chess club sometimes helps out and we have the the high school champion in north dakota that helps out with it too so um red river student and uh yeah, and then, you know, we'll be a free summer lunch for a youth site again. Um, but I'll, I'll let Tanya talk a little longer. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we could, we could take a quick break here, too. I know we got we got a lot more to cover here, so, or, well, or go right ahead. Well, I mean, just to kind of, uh, uh, with summer reading. So, yes, some of the programs will be joint programs, and they'll be taking place 2 o'clock on Thursdays. Um, for the uh, teen and adult programs that are not um, tied in with the children's programs, those will be taking place at 4 o'clock. Um, the, the one that I am most excited for, um, is the puzzle competition. Puzzles. Yeah. So I got to participate in a puzzle competition recently and it kind of fired me up to try it at our library. Um, uh, Fargo library actually did one recently. So is it where a bunch of groups get the same puzzle and they're all timed? Yes. yes. So, uh, I already have the puzzles. Uh, I've, I've, um, put together the sign up forms. I mean, I'm ready to put this thing out like tomorrow if I could, but we're, we're waiting for <laughs> summer reading. But uh, I, I just think uh, it's a really fun thing to do because the theme of the summer reading program this year is all together now. So uh, if you're coming together as a team to put together this puzzle, I mean, I thought it was very fitting. Yeah, I think puzzles and teamwork go, go, just go together like peanut butter and jelly to use a cliche there. But yeah, I've I, been getting flashbacks now of puzzle days with the family growing up all right i call the border pieces that, that was me that was, i was all about the border pieces i, I can't it's been a long time since i've done a puzzle well if you uh, are interested and you want to gather a group of friends it's going to be happening um like i think it's going to be our last uh, uh program for summer reading so oh man you have some time oh yeah, oh yeah upside down but is that a common strategy you hear upside down puzzle Paul was just saying you put uh, puzzles together upside down. Oh well, that's that's not uh, a, a requirement of the puzzle competition. <laughs> Secret strategies. All right, Paul, we got this. GFBS team entered. <laughs> All right. Oh, upside down. You don't know what the picture is. Oh, true, true. But uh, wow. So um, I know I know we got some, a bunch of other activities and events to go over here too. And, and, uh, and when we come back from the break here, we're going to be picking Aaron's brain. Brains about the children's wing renovations as well. Uh, but before we do, we got a quick ad we're going to be taking, uh, hearing from our friends at Executive Properties. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Aaron says Chris and his team did a spectacular job on the damage to my aunt's garage and siding. Kept us up to date on the progress and the finished product was amazing. Thank you for your professionalism and hard work. Hey, get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. All right, we are back with Aaron Stefanich and Tanya Palmer of the Grand Forks Public Library. If you have comments or questions for Aaron or Tanya, please ask away in the live stream chat for the GFBS social media channels on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, or give us a call or text 701-213-0863. 
so much stuff to cover here if you have any questions. And like I mentioned earlier, too, like we're covering a lot of events and activities. Um, if you want to find out more information about them, you can find, them, find out almost everything that we're going over, or practically most likely everything, on their website, gflibrary.com, or on their Facebook page, at GF Public Library. So, um, got a few more events and upcoming activities to just kind of touch on here before we focus on the children's renovations. Tanya, I know you mentioned you wanted to bring up a library of things going on this week. Uh, Yes, so the library received a grant uh, to uh, create a library of things, which we kind of already had with our board games, um, but this uh, really is letting us branch out into, like, technology. So uh, we'll be offering... uh, Things for a checkout that you maybe wouldn't consider would you know you would find at a library. Uh, just a tiny spoiler, a bubble machine, um, a karaoke machine, wow. just to name a couple of things. But it's a it's a really wide variety of uh, of uh, items. So uh, that'll be debuting on Friday. So um, hopefully, just a couple days out, right? Um, and then the uh, the other thing, which is um, actually part of a different partnership, uh, uh, we're partnering with UND, uh, uh, radon detectors. We will be circulating radon detectors. Winter is the best time to check your ho- home for radon. And, uh, you know, when UND approached us about this partnership, I learned a lot about radon. I had no idea. Um, second leading cause of lung cancer. Uh, just in, in North Dakota is, is like has the highest levels in the country, unfortunately. Um, and, and there's just so many factors that go into that. And, and it has nothing to do with the age of your home. You know, it, like you, you could have a brand new home with high radon levels, you know, or you could have high radon levels and your neighbor doesn't or vice versa. It, it really is. It seems to be pretty random. So we have the radon detectors. Those should be available tomorrow. And then, uh, we also have, uh, like, mitigation options like what can you do if you have high rate on levels and uh some are you know fairly low cost some are more expensive um but it is important um just to raise awareness about radon and to to get the the means out to people to to be able to you know find out what's going on in their homes no that's a tremendous point to bring up we were talking a little before we went on the air that uh one you're about to mention about the radon detectors that people can sign up to get there. And it was interesting you bring it up because just a week or two ago on our, uh, on the Berkshire Hathaway podcast that records here out with the GFBS studios, uh, one of the real estate agents interviewed, I believe it was Adam Helgeson. He was, his topic for the show was all about radon detectors and how recommending people get them because there's been a spike on, on people getting radon poisoning. And I believe he said, too, there was even one radon death, like in, in, I don't know if it was this past year, maybe a few years back. But, you know, it's just the one of those things people may think, you know, smoke detector, carbon monoxide detector. But until he brought it up just a couple of weeks ago, I had no idea about radon. Yeah, no, it's and it's, it's colorless, it's odorless. You know, you're not going to notice it. So, no, it, um, and we have uh, digital detectors. They're reusable because um, there are kits that you can get that where you would, you know, use them and then send them into a lab to get the results. But this is, um, this is like right there in your home, you know, right away. Yeah. And if you want more information all about radon, Tanya just gave a great 101 about it. But yeah, I believe it was like one or two weeks ago, just look up the Berkshire Hathaway podcast on GFBS and Adam Helgeson gave a, gave a, a, a bit. A, a ton of information about it as well. So, um, 
I guess one other thing to preview here that's coming up. It's a bit out, but I think you guys said you gave us a little sneak preview for what to expect. August 26th, the Library Con going on. Yes, so it's our second annual Library Con. Uh, Very excited about it, looking forward to it. Last year was our first one. It went really well. We had such a great response from the community. Um, And actually, if anyone's interested in being a vendor or artist, we have that application up. Uh, The the link was posted on our Facebook page. So if you would like to be a part of our library con, you know, give it a try. Like vendors can sign up for tables. Artists can sign up for tables as well, or is it just vendors? Well, vendors, we would assume that the artists would be selling as well. Oh, right, right. uh, I guess I was thinking like vendors like selling uh, books and stuff like that. Yeah, well, or, you know, merchandise. Merchandise, yes. So, yeah, we had had some really good vendors last time, and we've extended the invitation for them to come back if they're interested. So hopefully we'll be seeing them again. And we are we are also um, reaching out to potential speakers, so uh, that's still uh, waiting to be determined. But uh, last year we had some uh, we had a couple of speakers you know, local, uh, uh, so I'm hoping that we can eventually get maybe you know some big names, recognizable names to to attend. But we might have to get more of a of a reputation Just first. More and more growth year by year. You know, I've heard interviews with other convention organizers over before over the years. It's always that first year getting it together, but then, like you said, you get that, that rep building year after year. More and more speakers, more and more outreach. People get the buzz going around, so hopefully just more bigger and better things to come. Exactly. Now, Aaron, I, I guess before we touch on the children's wing renovations, I think you already touched on this a little bit here about the robotics club. But I was going to ask you about, uh, you know, the Alaris Center. Just was it a, a week or two weeks back? They had their big high school tournament for the state, correct? Yes. And I, was, I, I know the robotics club is mostly more more uh, ch- children or kind of like uh, junior ju- middle school age, uh, if I remember right when we talked last year. But I was just kind of curious, like, uh, do you hear like the kids like getting? a lot of buzz, like just like, oh, hey, robotics tournament's coming up, or did you get a lot of talk, did you go check it out, and just how that kind of maybe correlated to, like, with, with the club there? Okay, well, we actually have uh, robotics teams that uh, the library is a part of the Greater Grand Forks Robotics Club, um, and so we have uh, first Lego League explore teams for ages 6 to 10 years old, um, and uh they start meeting in the fall, um, and, and we also have teams, uh, First Lego League Challenge teams for ages 9 to 14 years old. And so our program basically goes from ages 6 to 14. And then um, some of the kids that are in our program, when they age out, um, they, then they join the, the high school team, which um, they, uh, they meet, for the last couple of years they've met um, in, uh, just off of Highway 2 in, one of the, in the industrial uh, building because they need a lot more space. They have a lot bigger robots. And, I know I've seen and, some pictures of some of those robots in the competitions. They, uh, they are, I have no idea how they managed to make those creations. Yeah, they're, they're huge. They're, they're big. And, and Nathan Moe, um, he leads the team, um, and he's, uh, he's at, I believe he's a University of North Dakota graduate student. Um, but... Uh, yeah, the, they have to raise a lot more money for those teams too. They're, um, the, the teams we have, uh, we've we've been fortunate to get grants, and we've had the friends of the library help sometimes. But uh, we actually have a first Lake league challenge tournament. The state tournaments at the University of North Dakota. It's been at the uh, Memorial Union, um, and so that was uh, the state tournament was in uh, February, 
And so uh, some of the teams that, that met at the library um, actually participated in that. And um, it, was, it was a really fun event. There were, um, was it like for a lot of those kids that were entering it, was it like their first big competition they entered? Yeah, for, for a lot of the kids, it's their first team they've been on. Um, and so and they, they meet. They, they, the competition starts in August. Um, so we usually start having the teams meet in September. They meet once a week for two hours. Um, and uh, they meet basically from September through, you know, January. If they qualify for state, then February. Um, so the, the state tournament actually has teams from all over. There's teams from Minot, Bismarck, Fargo, um, even on the Minnesota side. Um, the team that won it this year actually was from Bemidji. Um, but uh, it's a it's a really fun event for the, the kids to get together, and, you know, they, they have music going, and, you know, the... The teams meet with judges, which are, you know, basically UND engineering students and or, or retired or faculty or just anyone that helps out that has experience with robotics. And um, it's, uh, you know, we, we rely a lot on volunteers for this program, you know, and, and so pretty much any of the money we raise is just for to help pay for the team registrations. And, and it's actually a, a worldwide program. They, the, the teams that win the state, qualify for nationals, and then from nationals they actually have a tournament, I think, in Den- Denmark for the LEGO headquarters. But Like global competitions, yeah, it wow. It's a global competition, but it's we pretty much focus on North Dakota, you know. But, um, but And for the younger kids, um, for the ages uh, 6 and to 10, they, they, their, their season is a little simpler. They, they meet for eight times, and... Uh, they, it's a lot more structured. Where for the older kids, the kids lead the team. They decide what they're going to work on, how they're going to build the robots, and, and how to do all the programming. For the younger kids, it's more, this is how you do it. And it's more structured of teaching versus having them teach each other. And so, But it's a really great program. And, and there's a research component in there where the kids have to find a real-world problem and they, they do research. And then at the competition, they have to present to the judges. They have three minutes to do this presentation. And um, Sounds like it's getting the whole fundamentals for them there, and, and it is like a good first big project from to kind of build yeah, off of. It's it's a great experience, and and it's all free. I mean, we don't charge anyone, you know, to participate, and um, and so yeah, every, you know, if you're interested, just you know, call the library, send an email, and we'll get you on the list, the e list that we have that we every every year when we're ready to. Uh, get the teams going we send out an email and a mass email and say hey if you want to register we have an online registration but and that's i talked about it a little before though but for the summer we have a really we have a condensed season for the the younger kids for the the explore teams and so what we're going to do this year is we're just going to have a meet monday through thursday um and then i, I think it's at it's either i think it's one to two we have the meet and and so they, they get a taste of the season, and they won't get the full, the full season, but they'll get enough that they're going to learn, here's how you build, here's how, here's how you do the programming. And uh, every week we'll have a new team. And, and we have four different kits, and we use four kids to do a kit, so we can do 16 at a time. And so um, we're hoping not to run into last year where we ran out of space. Cause, oh, no. So, I mean, we, we, we had to basically turn people away and tell them, you know, try to join the team in the fall, but this year we'll have a lot more openings. So Better prepared, yeah. Yep. So it was the first time we've done it last year after the you know, pandemic, and we found that interest has really grown. So, it, yeah, it's a, it's a great program, and, uh, you know, 
even even if to find out that some kids they that's not their thing but it's it's a good experience but for some kids they just love it and they just want to keep going and and now they have the opportunity you know starting when they're young they could go through it all the way through and go to that tournament at the Alaris Center like you said with the with the high school kids and, and that actually the, the Alaris Center tournament I, I know there's teams from all over that go to that and I we were we were supposed to help participate on saturday but the weather was really bad but because so many teams from out of town they still and they were right there they still had the event go on that day but uh while the blizzard was raging outside oh wow oh yeah yeah the big saturday blizzard for me yeah, the previous weekend before last then that's cool they, they still had a lot of entries then from yeah. local teams they may have had a nice little advantage from being yeah. local yeah well the the teams from out of town got stuck in <laughs> oh no they just stayed there or two extra because the, the other roads were were shut down but and then the point, yeah, I don't know. I think they all drive, but yeah. But it's it's a great program, and I'm I feel you know I feel it's a great program for the library to be a part of too. You know, and and it's we work closely with the Dakota Science Center and the University of North Dakota Engineering Department to help you know arrange everything, and it's, and for the tournaments too, we we work together and you know make sure all the kids are you know prepared and and can participate in it. So it's it's a it's yeah. a good opportunity. Yeah, sounds like a great collaborative effort. Uh, now, kind of want to ask about the, the you know children, children's wing. A lot of the renovations going on. It, it started at the beginning of the year, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, in December. We started packing everything up. We we moved every well. We didn't move everything downstairs. We we had to pack up a bunch of books and they're in storage now. We probably have about uh, maybe a third or a fourth of our collection now available for checkout downstairs we we put as much as we could downstairs in the the old computer room um so we're still open we're still doing our weekly programs you know this we still have our story times and every week and um people able to find their way around the interim setup for the time being all right yeah we well the it's not as much space now because it's basically everywhere you go that's yeah, there's books so i have heard the comment that now when the kids are in there, they're more focused on the books because that's all we have. But uh, it's uh, we we still have everything. We have the picture books, the early readers, the um, chapter books, nonfiction, uh, graphic novels, movies, audiobooks, etc. You know, but we just don't have as much of everything. All right. Soon to change, and hopefully in a few months. If I if I saw on the website right, if I remember right, the current goals to be done by June ish. Yeah. Our, our well, the goal is to have everything done by our grand opening. Um, and I guess you summer. mentioned a little earlier by like summer reading yep, start, yep. right? That, that June third is when we. That Saturday, June third is when we plan on having. You know, that'll be the ribbon cutting, the open for business. So um, even when they finish, the we're going to have to move all the books back then. So we're going to have a short window of just getting everything back into place, and so. Um, we'll be busy there for those few weeks leading up to that June third. But make a party excited. out of it, right? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're excited for it. Though it's gonna be it's gonna be a really wonderful space. Um, well, what are like some of the, like the biggest changes? I don't know how much you can get into or not get into, but like maybe if any big changes people can expect compared to the previous layout that will be different. Yeah, it, it's gonna look a lot different actually. Um, we've had. Uh, well, the Meyer Foundation um, provided a grant to help pay for a, a treehouse play area, um, and that's going to be really, really nice. Um, I know there's going to be a lot of sad people. We 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 did lose the the uh, pirate ship. Um, that 
that area is going to look different. But the, the treehouse area is going to be actually bigger. Um, it's going to be more uh, accessible. Um, so the it's going to be two levels. Um, so and beneath there's it's big enough openings where a wheelchair can get through. Um, there's going to be a little puppet show area. Um, cut in, you know, a puppet stage area basically cut into the wall that, and then we'll have puppets there, and um, it's just going to be a really fun space. There'll be little nooks that they can crawl in and, you know, and, and read. You know, they'll be lit. It'll be uh, lighted underneath from, you know, so that they can still have a lot of light when they're inside the treehouse area. Um, they can go above it. There'll be a, um, well... I, I, I probably shouldn't say too. No, much. no. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't. I don't want yeah, to. I want to give everything away. <laughs> but it's gonna be a really a fun kind of play area, the treehouse, and interactive. And, and and play is one of the early literacy skills. I mean, it's it really helps kids develop their vocabulary. You know, it, and that's it's very important that kids have that you know time to play. And um, then we're gonna have a lot more interactives on the wall for like the little kids to just go and, and move things around and. Um, we're going to have a lot more seating space, and that's a huge thing. We're going to have, uh, you know, seating by the windows to be better lighted. Um, it's actually, it's going to be more well lit upstairs too because they're they're lowering the the lighting so they're beneath. They call it the phalange so that the light can spread out more. I'm I'm not. It sounds like it's getting uh, going to be a lot more dynamic, a lot more just brightly lit up or more more uh, decorative i yeah. guess like lack of a better phrase there yeah, yeah it'll be more decorative there'll be more space um they'll there'll be more seating and, and the seating won't just be chairs like it was before for one person there'll be seating for where the family can sit all together and read a book um so we'll have little couple little sofas um there'll be uh um i don't know it's just going to be a lot more uh a lot more open a lot more interactive. Um, I, I guess to borrow another phrase, bigger and better. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll. I just, I know, I know the kids are going to love it. I know that you know. The anticipation must be getting a lot of regulars asking about it yeah. and just being like, just seeing all the work going in already these first few months of the year, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not uncommon that we have kids crying when they when their parents are asking them to leave the library because they want to stay. And I'm anticipating that's going to be happening more now. I mean, I'm not saying that's great, but it, they're, they're going to love the space where they're not going to want to leave, I think, is what it's going to be. It's going to be a really fun, fun area. I'm really looking forward to seeing it open and, and, and getting feedback from the public, too. Yeah, I, I think that, that sounds fantastic. And, you know, so, yeah, once again, June 3rd, uh, a current uh, plan opening day for, for just in time for summer reading. That's yep. awesome. So um, I, I mentioned before that we, we went on the show, I was wondering if I could get you to expand a little bit. We just kind of briefly touched on it last fall, but you brought up how the story time reading events that go on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, how they were like the bread and butter of, uh, of the children's wing. Uh, maybe if you could go into a little more detail about that. Like I, I see you got three, three divisions of it, right? Yes. Um, on Tuesdays at 10 o'clock, we have our preschool story time um, on Wednesdays. At 10, we have our baby story time, which we basically say up to 24 months. Um, and then toddler story time is on Thursdays at 10. Um, there's often overlap, you know, with families that have um, kids that are toddlers and preschoolers or babies, and they people often come to, you know, more than one in any given week. But we, we try to make the, the baby one is more geared toward a lap sit where the parent is with the baby and, you know, 
they help lead the activities that we go through. And um, the toddler one, we do more uh, interactive action songs. The kids are still, they're, they're more independent, but they like to move around a lot, so we like to do things where they can move around. Um, and then the preschool, um, we we do a little bit more of the, the reading and, and sitting still. We still have, you know, the breaks. We do songs and get them up and moving, but I think that's the biggest difference. We, we try to keep it around 25 minutes long, you know, 20 to 30 minutes on any given day, but uh, it's... But it is the bread and butter because it, it gets kids. Um, it's a lot of times it's their first experience in the library, you know. And, and so we try to make it fun. We want them, we want them to enjoy it and want to come back. Number one, and so um, and probably a lot of their first time exposure to a lot of just iconic kids books from over the decades and and, and, you, and many years. Yeah, yeah, and and often after story time they they go into the children's department and then check out materials. And I know for a lot of the patrons, it's a great way to meet other other people i know a lot of the people develop relationships based on the people they meet at story time um i know that's true for my family i know some of my wife's friends to this day she met coming to the story time at the library and they they get to talking and the kids are playing and you know that it's uh i mean for some families you know when you have kids they're 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 a lot of work and so it's it's nice to you know go to the library and have them interact with other little kids and, and then talk to the parents and, and any questions you might be having about anything or, you know, it's just a good good social, not just for the kids but for the adults too. So, um, but yeah, it's I, I say it's our bread and butter because it's, you know, you, you get them, you get kids reading young and uh, and they become lifelong readers. So, um, and uh, it's just a... There's another phrase I like to use that I think is perfect right for here is, uh, you know, books are good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I'm a, well, you know, I love books and I, it's fun to read to the kids and we, we try to entertain them and uh, make it fun and, um, you know, hope they come back and it's, uh, but also uh, it's, it's always fun to, you know, read the books ourselves because there's a lot of great children's books and they're, they're fun to read, so... Um, I don't know. It keeps us young. I guess, you know, speaking of books, you know, I know the last couple of times we did touch on the book clubs, uh, pretty good detail. So I know the library does do seven book clubs. I, I go to the Between the Panels graphic novel book club. I, I try to make it out there as often as I can. I know sometimes I may miss a couple of months here and there, but uh, yeah, I, I, w- I was just at their, their most recent meeting a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, I love the graphic novels book club for people who love comics or so just getting, you know, libraries applying a monthly uh, book to read and then just everyone meeting up a, a month later there. Tanya, you run t- one or two book clubs? Uh, one. I, I was running two for a while, but that's, that's a lot actually. So um, I, I facilitate uh, one, but there is another one where I, um, even though I don't go to the meetings, I'm the one choosing all of the books. Um, and of course, all, all of the books are chosen with uh, input from all the participants. But yeah, I can vouch for that for the graphic novel book club. I know Justine heads that up, and she we kind of do like a, a little monthly just suggestions, and everyone she t- does a great job of getting input from everyone, and, and just, that's kind of, I imagine a similar process for yourself. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so um, yeah, we have uh, so the the other one that I kind of uh, help out with is the mystery book club, which is our noon book club, um, and you know. Somebody will bring their lunch and they'll have a, a chat about mysteries. Uh, the one that I actually uh, am able to go to, the this and that, that's our genre book club. 
uh, and we're actually uh, next month having a combined meeting with between the panels. So I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, we also have kind of uh, uh, one that just met last night, Great Reads, which is, I want to say, like contemporary literature. Um, and then uh, Pints and Pages, which meet, meets on the second Monday of the month. And they uh, that's our only book club that actually meets off-site. They meet at the other half. And they're also kind of uh, contemporary literature, but they also, they'll do like maybe more current like bestsellers or uh, memoirs, you know, just a really nice mix. It's like a genre for everyone almost. Yeah. Yeah. Because we also have classic rereads, which meets uh, uh, the last Wednesday of the month. And then our biography book club, Life After Life, which I believe is the second or third Wednesday. I used to know all of these by heart, but now, now I forget. <laughs> yeah, the last graphic novel book club I did, it was a, it was a hybrid with the Life After Life book club <laughs> where we did they we covered, uh, it was the graphic novel of some uh, called The Best We Can Do, which was about uh, a few Vietnamese immigrants, which was uh, really, really good from what I got into it. But yeah, I, I really like that you could do combination book clubs, get more participation and better, more discussion. And, yeah, and just to kind of show that, you know, even if even if there's something a genre you don't like there there might be something that still catches your interest because i mean who who would think that the biography book club and the graphic novel book club would have anything in common but you know obviously they do yeah yeah there's just so many people want to expect like exactly like you said yeah like so many similarities and just to be able to get a chance to read out whatever they would throw at me each month or so and be like, I don't know what I'll think of this one. And then I'll find myself going, Oh, you got the next installment I can check out. So very, very cool. And I know we kind of just kind of breezed through that, but people can find all the book clubs on, on the website, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, we, it's, uh, it's all listed. Um, all of the books, uh, planned through the end of the year are listed. Uh, some of them actually have a zoom component. So if you can't make it in person, you could still join digitally. Yeah. And yeah, gflibrary.com, where to go to learn all about the book clubs. Uh, now I think we're kind of winding down for our last several minutes here. This hours flew by. <laughs> There's so much ground to cover, but you know, I'm having a great time. Uh, so, uh, maybe I know in the last couple interviews we did, you know, the library offers so many services and we covered a lot, but I know there's a lot we didn't cover, but there's, uh, besides all the activities, you guys do Canopy, which is your online streaming service mm -hmm. you get with your library membership. Yes. So, uh, with your library card, you can get, uh, five tokens to watch streaming video. And the thing is, it's not like a one watch and you're done. You get a, a period of time to watch it. So like within a two day period. Um, I haven't done the like TV shows myself, but I believe it's slightly different for the TV shows. So you have some time to watch several episodes. Um, there's a, a kids canopy, which actually doesn't take any tokens. So, you know, it, it, I don't know. There's just a, a lot of uh, interesting, maybe lesser known uh, offerings as well as, you know, like Oscar winners. Main, 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 yeah, good, 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 uh, best of both worlds uh, for the big mainstream hits and, you know, indie favorites. Exactly. So maybe one or two maybe quick things you would like to remind people of that people don't think they can check out at the library or things they can do at the library for, you know, it's not, you can't just check out books. You guys offer so many other things to check out there. Well, I guess I'll give a plug for Libby on our Overdrive app. Um, the audiobooks have really 
you know, grown in use over the last few years. And um, you, you don't even have to go into the building. You can just, you know, go on your device and download the Libby app and, and put in your library card, and you can check out, you know, a, a, any of your choice of thousands of different materials, be it ebooks, audiobooks. But uh, it's a great, you know, if you do a, a, on, going on a road trip and you want to check out a, a book to listen to, um, you know, it's, it's a really great service. And uh, I also pushed our, our thousand books for kindergarten program. Um, we did just order um, a bunch of new uh, books for that. And so if anyone comes in and you have a, a preschool age child, you could just say, you know, you'd like to join the thousand books for a kindergarten program. And we'll, we'll give you one of these books and they have stickers for every uh, 10 books that the child reads. And then there, there's recommendations for her different books. And there's also um, like space to put in like your favorite book or, or just, different things and there's also tips for um reading to kids and helping with their literacy so um and that's you know that's a great great program um and all you have to do is say you want to join and we'll get you one of those books wow yeah that's yeah that's so much going on at the library and once again gflibrary.com tanya any other last couple of uh plugs or events activities coming up that you'd like to go over before we wrap up oh yeah sure so um we have a teen D&D club, which started meeting in January. They meet twice a month. Uh, it's been very popular with our te- with teens. Like, we have seen more teens at these programs than we usually get. So it's pretty awesome. And the goal is for the for them to learn how to run their own D&D games. Um, but they also get to play, you know. Get to so, play and learn at the yeah, same time. Exactly. I used to be in a couple of uh, uh, pen and paper board game sessions. I think one was like Shadowrun. Another one, I think we I did do a D and D one once. Those are so much fun. Oh yeah, no, the kids love it. So we're really happy that it's taken off, and it is run by volunteers. So we're very grateful to them for that. Um, I, I mentioned our library of things. We have our video games. Um, we actually have a new thing coming up very soon called our hobby tryout kits. Kits, which you know, if you're interested in trying out, you know, like bread making, we've compiled you know some books that we have and they're they're all there handy for you uh some of our hobby tryout kits will actually have some supplies uh i think there's like a um one that you can learn to crochet or knit so uh, we're looking forward to the response to that one as well wow so much stuff uh and once again gflibrary.com gf public library on facebook or if you want, just you could just people could just walk right up to the library and just ask for information. And uh, for, for the unaware, where is the library located in Grand Forks? Well, the address is twenty one ten Library Circle. And if you know where, okay, this is how I always tell people: Do you know where Kmart used to be? <laughs> We're right next to there. Uh, but yeah, actually, not far from here. The mall here, uh, just and it is a little bit set back from the main drag. But there is a sign on uh, South Wash, you know, the, indicating where to turn for the library. And you know, we we've got a nice you know stonework and fencing in the front. So you know, and a really nice in in the nice weather, a really nice tree with colorful blossoms. And I see for hours, Monday through Thursday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5, and Sunday, 1 to 5. Is that still accurate? That is. All right. Now, before we wrap up with uh, j- uh, any other last things here, uh, I always got to do the final question like we did last time. A random favorite book recommendation from the last time we had you guys on, either from what you read in the last half year or just a random 
a random, not your personal all-time favorite, but maybe a rant, one of your first favorites that come to your mind. Uh, Aaron, Tanya, what would you like to start? Sure. I'll, I'll go with seen and unseen, what Dorothea Lang, Toya Miyataki, and Ansel Adams photographs reveal about the Japanese-American incarceration. It was a 2023 uh, Cyber Medal winner, um, and I was on the committee, so that's, that's a book I'll plug. All right. Now, they can't go wrong with that. Tanya? Um, there was a recent one from one of my uh, book club titles, uh, The Girl Who Fell Beneath the Sea by Axie O, oh, and it's like the retelling of a, a Korean folktale. It was really cool. And I imagine it's safe to say people can find those for rent, uh, for, uh, for available to check out at the library Absolutely. for both. Yes. yes. Very cool. All right. Again, the best way to stay up to date what's going on at the library website, gflibrary.com or GF Public Library on Facebook. Aaron, Tanya, thank you guys so much for this time. This flew by. I hope we covered everything. I'm sure we probably left a few things out, but there's just so much going on. Thank well, thank you. you for having us. All right. So we will wrap things up here. But before we do, we got one last sponsor we'd like to thank, and that's Moe's Cafe in the Grand Cities Mall, where they're a sit-down, takeout diner that serves breakfast, lunch, uh, uh, every day and on the weekends. The specialties include military discounts, 15% off, and gluten-free specialties. And every Tuesday through Friday, they have the Moe's Daily Dish going on. We make sure to read it on the Daily Update every uh, at the top of 9 o'clock hour on GFBS. And I do have the Daily Dish for today at Moe's Cafe. It is the Meatloaf Burger. has provolone cheese and steak sauce on a toasted brochet bun with fries, all for just 10 bucks. So that's all going on at Moe's Cafe in the Grand Cities Mall, open 8 to 2 on the weekends and 7 to 3, Tuesday through Friday. And it's right here in the Grand Cities Mall. All right. So coming up later today on GFBS, make sure to tune in at 1 p.m. for our entertainment review show, Big Screams and TV Streams. We're going to be talking all about Shazam, Fury of the Gods, and 65, two of the big movies from the last couple of weeks here. Many thanks again to today's sponsors, River Cinema and The Shire, Executive Properties, and Moe's Cafe. Thank you to producer Paul. Remember to like, share, tag, subscribe, and follow GFBS on all the social media, podcasts, and streaming apps. Hit that subscribe notification bell to get all the alerts when we go live. Also support GFBS by leaving us a review on Google or your favorite podcast app. Hey, the Grand Cities are a pretty sweet place. Grand Fork's best source is giving them an identity again. <laughs>